But just that's the sort of shift when you get out of projecting your own stuff on other people, you make room for yourself to be inspired instead. You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to the Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. Hello and welcome back. And maybe I should be welcoming myself back to the podcast. I know when we last spoke, I talked about how I was struggling to maintain a steady consistency of getting episodes out and that we would be going to an every other week schedule to help with that. And then I fell off the radar again. And I have now settled back in Chicago returned from living abroad for a few months, and I have a good plan in place for the upcoming episodes so that I won't be going dark on you again without warning. We have episodes coming up discussing self-worth around finances, about mental health and therapy, about finding fulfillment in your career, and so much more. So a new episode every other week, starting with today. So make sure you hit subscribe in whatever app you're listening to this in. So you're alerted every time there's a new episode. And if you're not already, come follow along on Instagram. It's at the self-worth edit. You'll see the link to it in the show notes. A fun treat. I am getting really into reels. So if you like that reels video content on Instagram, definitely come follow. And also I will always remind you when there's a new episode through Instagram. So that's a great way for us to stay in touch in between these episodes. Today's is a solo episode and I want to chat about something that happened in, I want to say the news, maybe it's the news, but It's if you count my Instagram feed as news, which I do, it's something that happened in, let's say, the influencer talk show host community between Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams. And if you don't know who they are or what happened, I will get to that. I promise. But the reason I want to talk about this and pull at this thread is because the way I viewed their recent interaction was really affected by a conversation I had had with my sister a week or two prior that really helped me understand a tendency that I had developed that I do not want to hold on to, that I think is blocking me or has been blocking me in different ways and keeping me in a bit more of a negative and less open mindset than what I strive for. And that's just the reality of how we continue to learn and grow, correct? You know, we may be doing excellent in our mindset work in one area of our life and then realize, like I did in my conversation with my very wise sister, that there's a gap somewhere else. So let's take a pause and remember that. And I say this to myself as much as I say it to you. Let's take a pause and remember that editing our self-worth Up-leveling our self-worth does not happen in one fell swoop. It's not one switch of the light. It is consistent. It's ongoing. It's a lot of unlearning and new learning over time. 
And this was a new learning for me a couple weeks ago in the conversation with my sister. So I think I actually will start with that story of the conversation we had, and then we'll come back to the Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams scenario and how it all ties together. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I had brunch with a friend who I've known and one of her friends who I didn't know. And while I was talking to this new friend, she was telling me about her experience traveling around the U.S. for the last few months. And I was telling her about my experience traveling in Costa Rica, what my plans are next coming up, because I am making some different plans. Stay tuned. That's for another day. And she traveled around for three months and sort of at the start of this, she had started talking to someone on Hinge, which is a dating app, and they kept that conversation going for the three months while she was traveling. He was in Chicago. And then she had recently come back to Chicago and for the past couple weeks is when they had started seeing each other in person. And she was living at her parents for the time being because, you know, She just traveled around and didn't necessarily have a place to settle. So she was looking at moving into the city, and it turns out that she and this guy, who she had just seen for a couple weeks and been talking to without really seeing him for a few months, they signed a year-long lease together on a place. And I pause for a moment because I want to give you a chance to have your reaction. What's your reaction to that? Because I heard that, and it confused me and scared me. You know, what I said to her was, you're brave. But what I was thinking in my head was, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Like, I did not believe in living with someone until you're engaged, only because I had seen a study that predicts divorce rate based on that. Because if people are living together, it's harder to break up when they think that they should, so they just push through. Anyway, this is a tangent and also hilarious because I did wait until I got engaged to move in with my ex, and of course we got divorced. Obviously, there are a lot of layers to this, but what I'm trying to tell you is what was going through my mind, my thought process, right? Later that week, I went to see my sister and I was telling her this story because I was still so surprised at how this had unfolded in that someone would just meet someone and so quickly decide to move in together and make a year-long commitment. All of my alarms were going off for this person. I was thinking, oh my God, I hope things work out for her, but dear Lord, you don't even know this person and you're committing to a year-long lease. And I'm ranting to my sister just like, can you believe that? And this is where my sister, who, God, I love her so much. I'm so grateful for her. And one of the things I love about our relationship and how it's evolved is we can have these conversations where we're both constantly learning and growing. We have our nonsense conversations too, But increasingly, our conversations push each other and challenge each other in the best way toward continued growth and expansion. So she basically blew my mind because she offered me a completely different perspective on it. Instead of just sitting there and agreeing with me and joining in on my, can you believe this, sort of like gossipy, judgmental energy that I was bringing, right? Let's be honest. I didn't understand it. But what she said was, you know, when two people make that decision, Maybe there's something there that you're not seeing and you don't know. And that snapped me back to reality and common sense. Like these are two rational, I would think, adult human beings who are capable of making decisions for their lives, who have their own lived experiences and lessons and places where they make decisions from. And I am projecting 
This is the key word of today's episode. I am projecting all of my stuff onto their decision. And when I'm doing that, when I'm projecting my failed relationships and my experiences of things not working out based on factors, which I'll give another example shortly, I'm still living in an unhealed space on that, or at least I'm still living in my fear or perpetuating my fear and pain and trying to push it onto others. And I'm not doing it from a malicious place. I'm often doing it from a concerned place, a worried place, which is also not the mindset or the energy I want to carry around or bring to others. Because what my sister offered me completely shifted things. She viewed it in a more optimistic way, a more expansive way. And granted, my sister and I have different experiences that allow this setup in this particular situation, right? She is happily married to a great man, but there's value in that, right? I want to be thinking in a more optimistic and expansive way than in my fear-filled and painful way. When I shift my mindset to say, wow, how cool, it's possible to meet someone and decide within a couple weeks that you feel so much like this is it, this is the person for you, that you can make a year-long commitment and who knows what will happen, right, down the line, but it's possible to have that kind of feeling and who knows, they may be soulmates, they may get married and wow, opening myself up to that possibility even and thinking, about how this sort of knowing that people have about each other, this idea of let's commit to each other in this way early on could actually happen and it could be okay, it could be great. And even if it ends up not being okay, the way that I'm thinking about it now with the information I do have in front of me, and I can feel it as I'm saying this, I feel so much more open in my heart. I feel excited. I feel like, wow, what are the possibilities out there? And I feel more removed from my own pain and insecurities around something like this, my own past memories of things not working out. Instead, I'm now in a place of hopefulness. And it doesn't need to be specifically about this situation or a romantic situation at all, but just that's the sort of shift when you get out of projecting your own stuff on other people, you make room for yourself to be inspired instead. And when my sister called this out to me, She didn't necessarily know what she was doing, right? But what she did was offered me a different angle and that has a domino effect because in my brain, all of a sudden something clicked and I thought, oh my God, I'm totally projecting. And then I remembered these other situations in which I had projected my feelings onto people and brought in a negative energy where it didn't need to be there. And again, not from a place of malice. So I'll give you another example. This happens to also be a romantic situation, but then we'll also, you know, talk about something that's not. Years ago, I went to Houston to visit. I used to be a sixth grade English teacher through Teach for America. So I went to Houston because my sixth graders were graduating high school, which don't even get me started on how ancient that makes me feel. But I was catching up with one of my old colleagues who was one of the women who taught with me. And she was telling me about a new relationship she was in with a Muslim guy. And my friend is a white woman. And she's someone I care about who I had seen get hurt many times in relationships. Now, additional context is that I had experienced dating someone of a different faith as a Muslim woman. For years, I dated a Hindu guy. And ultimately, we ended because of that, because he couldn't make it make sense. We tried for 
way longer than we should have, which used to be a pattern of mine. And it was a very hard thing for me when that ended. So I had all of this pain and this memory still of how that worked out for me. And now I had in front of me this person that I cared about telling me that she was in a similar situation. She was dating a Muslim guy. Add to this my stereotypes of Muslim guys thinking they're probably not going to actually marry and commit to someone who's not a traditional desi or also Muslim, my own stuff, right? So when she told me excitedly about this guy, I remember having like more of a somber expression and not trying to dampen her joy, but trying to caution her, which now looking back, I can say how inflated of a self-ego or how limited self-awareness, right? And I was not coming from a malicious place, but I was operating with what I knew at the time and what I understood. I basically projected all of my hurt and pain in what I was thinking was to protect her and to give her a warning. But now it just blows my mind that I thought this grown adult woman needed me to weigh in on her relationship like that. I see it so differently now because I see what I was doing and why I was doing it. I legitimately thought this is the experience that she's going to have because that was the experience I had. And I knew what the hurt and pain I went through. And I thought if I can protect a friend from going through that, let me try. And this is not to say you shouldn't call out red flags and protect your friends, of course, but there's a difference because what I was doing wasn't actually that, right? I was perceiving threat where there was none through my own lens of projecting. That's what projecting does. You can't see clearly because all of your own stuff is in the way. And now they're happily married, but I was projecting my insecurities and fears and pain. And so I was dampening probably her mood and I was reliving and reactivating my old story, my old wounds and pain Instead of opening up space for hopefulness, instead of opening myself up to things looking different next time. And here's why it's so important for us to recognize and stop projecting. We create our reality. So if I stay in my pain, if you stay in your pain and continue to project it in situations and continue to relive it, there's the confirmation bias at play where you're creating that same reality over and over again. Because you believe something has to be a certain way. And so you keep finding evidence of things being that way. So it becomes more and more true for you. But when we become aware that we may have a tendency to project our own stuff on other people, and we all do this to an extent, when we become aware of it, we can challenge those thoughts when they come up. The next time I catch myself projecting, I will question myself and give myself a different reality, a different alternative or option to think the way my sister did in this particular situation so that I'm contributing hopefulness and joy and creating that for myself as my new reality and leaving myself open to all possibilities instead of projecting and just staying in the cycle of what happened to me is the only thing that can happen. It was horrible. These things are horrible, you know, whatever the story is. This realization You know, I feel like my eyes have been rubbed clear and I can just open myself up to some lightness and to more hope and to know there's so many people on this earth with so many different experiences. And just because I've had some bad ones doesn't mean that there aren't good endings to situations that were similar to mine that ended badly. I want to say that again for you. 
just because you have had some bad experiences doesn't mean that there are not good endings possible out there to situations that were similar to your bad experiences, but ended in a better way. Open yourself up to that. Another example of this that's not in the romantic realm is if you have an idea to create a business or do something different and people in your life aren't used to that life, they might ask, how can you work for yourself? Or, you know, it's never going to work out. Or, you know, there's no way it's going to fail because I tried this business once and it didn't work. So you should just not waste your time. I had a terrible experience with it and I wasted time and money and that's what's going to happen to you. Do you have anyone in your life like that right now? Or are you being that person for anyone? You or them, whoever it is, is doing it from a place of, I had this bad experience, learn from my mistakes. But what is actually going on is projection of fear and limiting beliefs. There are probably places where people are doing this to you. I want you to think about where that might be. And there may be places where you might be doing this to other people. I want you to think about where that might be. Because, as you know, I like to say, awareness is step one. So start noticing that, start realizing that, so you can shift your story and the narrative when those thoughts come up. Okay, now let's tie all this back to what happened with Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams. If you don't know who those two people are, Tabitha Brown is an actress and an influencer. She's on Instagram as at I am Tabitha Brown. She posts and shares recipes and a lot of her family and her personal life. She has just an infectious personality. I do recommend you follow her. I discovered her account at some point during the lockdown last year in 2020. And recently she posted a video on her Instagram account sharing how after 15 years of her exploring her passions and trying to make a name for herself, make a living for herself through her dreams, her husband, who had supported her along the way, she was finally able to retire him from the police force. And so she shared this very happy or bittersweet moment and was expressing how now she's so happy that she gets to retire him and support him while he has a chance to live out and figure out what his wildest dreams are the way that he did for her all those years. It was beautiful and touching and inspiring. And when I saw that, I thought, that's the dream. How beautiful. A few days later, I heard that Wendy Williams of The Wendy Show, so she's a woman, she has a talk show. She put out a video or actually spoke on her show about this to basically say, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, oh, you want them to go and live their dreams, but you also want them to stay with you? Like, I was married to one of those, and I know how that goes. Good luck staying married and basically implying that Tabitha Brown's marriage was going to crumble because you can't give someone the space to explore their dreams and passions and also expect them to stay married to you. Because apparently Wendy Williams has an ex-husband and sounds like went through a similar situation that like we were talking about earlier, right? That situation ended in a not ideal way. And so she's essentially projecting that onto Tabitha Brown. Then Tabitha Brown responds through a video on her Instagram. And there are two things she calls out that really hit my heart, that really pierced my heart as the final cherry on top of this Sunday of me realizing the full lesson of everything that started with the conversation with my sister. 
and brought it all full circle and really sealed the deal for me on this on this lesson, right? What she says is, oh, Wendy, the pain you must be in to feel this way and to say this. That's one thing that Tabitha Brown said that I was like, oh my goodness, she's going to the source of it. She's essentially calling out, hey, you are projecting. You are in pain and your pain is what you're projecting onto me. And she also says in that video, I know you might not know what that support looks like. Ooh, my goodness. I felt all of that as a person who in the past has done exactly what we've been talking about in this episode, has taken my own pain, my own experiences and projected it into someone else's situation. I was Wendy. I was Wendy. Like, oh man, that realization was just, like I said, it really brought everything full circle and sealed the deal for me. And all I was doing in all of those instances was coming from a place of my own pain, my own life experience, because all I knew was this is what happened to me. This must be how this part of life works, this scenario in life works. And there's a little bit of resentment in that too, right? I think that's why it can be hard for people to let go of because it's like, well, why does this get to work out for this person when it didn't get to work out for me? You have to let some of that go. You have to let some of that go. You know, I felt that a lot after my failed relationship that I mentioned, you know, with the Hindu guy. When I saw friends around us and people in my network who had successful interfaith relationships, I was just like, well, it is possible for it to work. So why didn't it work for me? Why didn't it work for us? Why, why, why? It's not a helpful place to be. It didn't work. Not everything has to be super analyzed. Every person's relationship and situation is different, right? And so let go of the resentment. Let go of the pain. Stop recreating those cycles for yourself. It's not an easy thing to do, but I'm telling you, it feels so much better to do it. And if you weren't already, now that you're aware of it, hopefully it makes it a step easier, right? It gives you a stepping stone to notice and redirect your thoughts because you're in control of what you dwell on, what you think about, how you think about it, all of that. You are in control of that. Okay. So through all of this, I became fully aware and awake and accepted the fact that in the past, I've had a tendency to project my own experiences and pain onto those around me, my own limiting beliefs, even onto those around me. And now that I know with the level of clarity that I know it, my mind feels freer. My heart feels lighter because I know that anytime that thought comes up for me, I'll be able to say, no, Sheen, are you projecting right now? Why don't you take a step back and look at this from a different angle, a more hopeful angle, a more compassionate angle, more optimistic, more lighthearted angle, an angle filled with possibilities for the future instead of an angle that keeps me rooted in my past hurt. How many times did I just say the word angle? Too many? All right, bear with me. We're we're almost closing out. Because this has been such a meaningful shift for me in the past month, I really wanted to come and share. I actually was going to talk to you about something completely different today originally, but I was having a conversation with a friend recently, and as I was vocalizing all of this, basically a version of the story that I just shared with you in this episode, I was starting to feel it, and she said it, this needs to be a podcast episode. 
And so here we are. Thank you to my friend for that. And I hope that this has been enlightening, has been helpful, has maybe woken you up to not only if you have this tendency within yourself, but to better understand and therefore take with a grain of salt the people in your life who may be projecting their stuff onto you at work, in your personal life, wherever. If this conversation did resonate with you, can I ask you to do a couple things? One, share it with a friend. Spread the wealth of knowledge, right? That's why I'm sharing this with you, my learnings with you. And two, did you have an aha moment or an important takeaway? You know, there's a sense of vulnerability that comes with sharing something like this to tell you that, hey, I was having these judgmental, gossipy thoughts. Hey, I was coming from a place of pain, you know, and so if any of it resonated with you, I would love for you to share that with me. You can email me. You can send me a message on Instagram. You can take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your IG stories and tag me and let me know what you took away or if you related. I know it would help me feel a little bit better to know that I am not the only one who has experienced being someone who projects their stuff onto other people or has had it happen to them. All right, next episode we have is going to be an interview. It will be on the 26th, so we are going every other week, remember? I hope you'll tune in again. In the meantime, if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you for staying until the end. There's a bunch of other episodes for you to go listen to and catch up on if you have not already. Until next time.